Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan, on another fantastic Friday. This has been a week of affirmation. Start of the week, letting you know some of the things I believe in that I affirm. Monday, went over that list. Tuesday, got a little bit more specific, talking about adventure and family. Wednesday, it was hard work and Jesus. Yesterday, the power of love and helping others. And today, government has gotten too big and you are responsible for your home, its food, its protection, its education, and its faith. The last two affirmations we are making in our week of affirmations. So let's start with government gotten too big. You know, back in the day, our representatives were part-time legislatures. They did their job. They went home. They spent most of the time back home. They might have been your neighbor. They might not necessarily have been wealthy or powerful. As time went on, that's kind of what happened. But it's a lot harder to see the money as your money and the government as your government when you're a legislature, when you live among the people. It reminds you who it is and who it's for. But when you begin to live in a bubble like Washington, D.C. is, you lose that perspective. And originally... Government wasn't supposed to have all the power it has today. Think about the income tax, which is really the biggest stick government wields over you and I. Because of the income tax, the IRS, the government, in a sense, has got unlimited power over you. If they woke up one day and they decide they see something odd about your taxes and they want to do something about it, you can't do anything. They can give your entire life a rectal exam if they wanted. Now, when was the first income tax? It was not until 1861. And that was during the Civil War, and that was short-lived. And it was a flat 3% tax on incomes over $800. Now, it was repealed in 1872, so it was only around for about 11 years. Obviously, people didn't like it. So for the founding of our country to 1861, no income tax. When there's no income tax, governments pretty much stand out of your life. 1872, that gets repealed. And then there's not another one until 1913. Think about that. In 1909, progressives in Congress, and they've been trying to do this for a while, attached a provision for an income tax to a tariff bill. Now, the conservatives in Congress, hoping to kill the bill for good, proposed a constitutional amendment. Now, they did this thinking the amendment wouldn't pass and they never have to deal with it again. But to their surprise, the people that didn't want it found that state by state it was ratified. And then much to the surprise of really everybody, on February 25th, 1913, the 16th Amendment took effect. And we now have what we now know as the modern income tax. But that was 1913. Think of how much of our country's history did. And then what happened? 
Did it get bigger or did it get larger? Here was the original income tax. Listen to this. Less than 1% of the population paid income taxes at the rate of only 1% of net income. Think about that. Now, what's the result of that one thing? Government being able to take as much money from us as they want and then treat it like it is their own money. What's the result of that? The result of that is the Washington, D.C. area is the third richest in the country. Number two is San Francisco, Oakland. Number one is San Jose. Now, what do number two and number one have in common? High technology. They produce things. They make things. They make money. What does Washington, D.C. produce? Nothing. It's government. It takes money from us and spends it, and it does it so well that it's the third richest place in the country. And in some years, it has been number one. They don't care about you. They care about your money. Once officials are elected today, they're not the part-time legislatures they were in the past. They didn't go home and tend to their farm and their businesses. No. Once they get elected, they're professional politicians living in the bubble of D.C. They have staffers that deal with you and me. That themselves, the legislatures themselves, they only deal with people with money. That's it. I know. I've been there. You got money, you can meet with any one of them. You got money, there is not a politician you can't meet with. And you got a lot of money, there ain't a one you can't get a personal one-on-one audience with. Period. Anywhere, any party, don't matter what you believe. That's how it works. It's all about money for them. How many of them got laid off during COVID? How many of them get laid off because of poor performance? They don't. You either get elected or you don't. But once you're elected, you've seen the statistic. Once you're elected to office, there's like a 90-some percent chance you're just going to get elected again and again and again and again. And I think... Nothing goes against the grain of what we are founded on in the first place more than that. We weren't founded as a country of politicians and people milking the system and taking money from others. We were founded the exact opposite of that. We are a country founded by pioneers, travelers, explorers, adventurers, The most fundamental principle of our founders was the right to find your own way, for other people to get out of your way so you could find your own way. You've heard these words before, but but listen to them. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Government doesn't exist to be the power. Government exists to make sure we have the power. That's why there was no income tax in the original Constitution. That's why there was no income tax mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. The power was to be with us, not with them. Period. You might not like it. You might think that's wrong. You might be a progressive, okay? But let's be honest about it. What we have today is not what they would have ever envisioned. That's just a fact. And then it goes on in the Declaration of Independence. 
that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. When the government becomes for the government and not for the people, it is our right to abolish it. Which gets to my next point for the day. You are responsible ultimately for your home, its food, its protection, its faith. Because if we don't have a nation of people who are responsible to themselves, how will we have a nation of people that can abolish or overcome or change a government that threatens our liberty? You won't. Because if you can't take care of your home, if you can't feed yourself, if you can't protect yourself, if you can't educate your kids the way you want, if you can't teach them the faith you want, you become dependent on government. And once you become dependent on government, you willingly give them the power, and then we are no longer America. Remember that. As hard as it may be, as much of a struggle as it may be, when you do things to be independent, when you look in the mirror and wake up and go, what do I need to do? You don't point fingers. You don't blame people. You take care of business. You're being a patriot. You're acting like those original founding fathers that wanted a country where we could pursue our goals and our dreams as far as we wanted, and they would stay out of our way. Our immense, unresponsive, money-influenced government doesn't care about you. They care about polls and statistics and trends and who's going to get elected and gerrymandering congressional districts so both sides kind of got a little bit of power. But they're all heavy-handed, Republican, Democrat. All they really know how to do well is spend money. Look at the COVID response. It's the most mindless response you could even think of. Nothing creative, all heavy-handed. Print money and shut things down, and let's hope it gets better. That's about it. Now, there's a lot of good people that aren't politicians, scientists looking for cures, all kinds of people with different theories on how to respond to it. They have some influence, but ultimately, who's got the most influence? It's these politicians that are nothing that our founders could have recognized. And I understand we got to hold them to account. We got to let them know how we feel. But don't think that they're going to change. Don't think that they're going to do something to make your life better. You have got to do something to make your life better. You are responsible. Call a government number with an out-of-the-box problem and see what kind of answer you get. See what their ability is to think on their feet, to make decisions that aren't in the checklist in front of them when they're talking to you on the phone. You'll find out how responsive government is. Now, there's always exceptions. There's good people everywhere. I've met people in government that on an individual level went out of their way to try to help you. But in general, the system wins, and the system just gets bigger and spends more money and takes over more control. So you are responsible for your home, its food, its protection, its faith, its education. And in doing so, you create your own little tribe, your family, your friends. They take the responsibility of living on themselves. And if enough of us do that, over time, who knows, maybe we can change things. Now something tells me our big oppressive government that spends money and prints money and goes bankrupt, it's just going to result in what you're seeing. Burning cities, things falling apart, and it's going to take communities of people who can come together to take care of each other that are going to change things. But until that happens, before things change, before we get back to a country that our founders would have recognized, there's probably going to be some fighting, 
and some burning and some revolution and some arguing like you're seeing right now. You know, right now, who's doing most of the burning? It's the socialists, the communists, the fascists. Okay? It's funny how Antifa is anti-fascist and they are the fascists. They're the ones doing it now. Who, who, who knows who's going to do it down the road? Could be truck drivers. Could be union workers. Could be a lot of people. But it's going to happen. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. A week of affirmation. Family, adventure, hard work, Jesus, the power of love, helping others, recognizing that government's gotten too big, it's nothing that our founders would recognize, and that you ultimately are responsible for it all, because at the end of the day, that's all you can control. So now that I've gone through a week of affirmation, maybe you'll do the same. Maybe you'll spend the weekend with your friends, your loved ones, your family. Write down the things that you want to affirm, that you want to believe in, that you'll fight for. And come back next week fired up, ready to move forward, ready to continue this odyssey that we're all on. Let's make our world a place that we're proud of, our founders would have been proud of, that truly is the spirit of America the spirit of that declaration of independence. Living according to those truths that they believed and you believe and I believe are self-evident, that we're all created equal, that we're all endowed by our creator with rights that are unalienable to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that government gets out of our way and it helps us secure those rights. It doesn't take those rights away. And that when they don't do that, they got to answer to us. They've got to answer to us. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings. Keep your eyes on the things that matter. What do you affirm? What do you believe? Write them down. Hold on to them. Protect them. Fight for them. And I will see you next week on Monday with some more great episodes of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I am your host, Silouan. Peace and have an awesome weekend. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.